this might be the last episode I record in this room. Yeah, good point. So you know how the um, the album art for the podcast is hanging up downstairs? Yeah. If that's something that you would want in your new house, I'd like you to have it. Hmm. Like, if you wouldn't put it up, that's fine. You can leave it here. But, like, just because you'll be on your own, I think it might be a nicer reminder for you huh. and for me. Plus, I would probably feel weird keeping it up after you were gone because now I'm, like, the only host that lives here. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'd, so, I'd really like that if you don't mind. Yeah. Oh, cool. You can have it. Well, thanks, Jim. And that touching moment will be the cold open. Oh. Not really. Oh. I don't know, I can if you want. (laughs) Is this podcast trivia? Yeah, podcast trivia. Okay, listeners, there's that. Enjoy the episode we just recorded. (laughs) Cha-cha! Now I'm going to stop recording. Okay, I'm going to stop too. Hello and welcome to Horse and Aloud, arguably one of the best Australian Bojack Horseman podcasts. I'm Jem DeSalis. And I'm Paige Winkle. And I'm living the two screens lifestyle. Oh, nice. I wanted to talk about this because I bought a second screen for my rig and hadn't considered how much easier it would make podcasting, but it really does because I can have the episode playing full screen on my main screen and then have my document on the other screen. So yeah. I don't have to keep on like clicking full screen to read like labels and things. Ah, right cool. now I can see the episode, I can see the Audacity waveform, I can see my document, I see all. <laughs> and today we watched season four, episode five. Um so this episode's called Thoughts and Prayers. Uh, Which is said quite a lot throughout the episode. This was back when mass shootings were a real hot topic before it all blew over. (laughs) Before we start the episode, a couple of housekeeping things. Oh, yeah. We got a review, which is entitled Arguably the Best Bojack Horseman Podcast by someone called Edited by My Wife. Got five out of five. And it just says, come for Bojack, stay for charming Australians and fun animal facts. Hooray, (laughs) podcast. Oh. Awesome, that's so really cool. Thank you, whoever did that. Yeah, thanks, edited by my wife. Yeah. So I'm going to mention something that happened in Avengers Infinity War. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm not going to say anything about the story, just a thing about a bit of cinematography. Not even any of the characters will be mentioned. But you can skip to insert time code here if you want to skip over this. <laughs> In an establishing shot, after a very dramatic scene, we hear the wailing <laughs> the wailing call of the common loon, yeah. also known as the Hooeep Bojack, you did your life wrong, bird. <laughs> and because it has been so present in my life, haunting me with its mystery bird sound until I asked a bird watching for him. Um, and also because whenever I hear that sound in Bojack, I like picture just like, a, a, like just a guy in the bushes just going. <laughs> I started laughing very hard in the cinema. It was not at all an, impro- an appropriate time to do so, and many people glared at me. So I just wanted to give a big shout out to any of our listeners who may have experienced a similar thing. <laughs> Okay, should we just dive right into it? Yep. I'm not going to rush through the podcast this week, but I am keen to stop doing it so I can get moving again and feel my fingers because it's so freaking cold. 
Do you not have a heater? No, I don't have a heater at the moment. I've lost it and hopefully it'll turn up when I'm packing. What about your podcasting gloves? I bought you those commemorative calfskin podcasting gloves, Paige. (laughs) 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 Um, Anyway, this episode starts kind of in a hallway. Initially, I thought it was a studio and it might have been a studio, but we see this blonde guy um, looking at his phone and panicking about something. I'd call him a brunette. Oh, really? Okay. Sort of dirty blonde. Yeah, There's no reason for us to talk about this man. He exists for like 20 (laughs) seconds at most. And yet it does seem like there's been a weird amount of effort put into his character design. Yeah, he runs into Lenny's office. Lenny who? Turtle top. (laughs) The the turtle man. I I think sometimes they say it Torb and sometimes they say it Taub, but like it always sounds like you're saying turtle top, which is a way funnier name. Like he's just a shell. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your lunch, but there was another mass shooting. Oh, God. Where? It was a shopping mall. We got Ms. Taken coming out next month. I know, And sir. the whole third act revolves around Courtney Portnoy shooting people in a mall. There are some good posters in his office. Okay, so there's the good, the bad, and the bugly, which I think we've seen before. Yeah, sounds familiar. A bug, and it's a cowboy movie. You get it. There's also Glocker Spaniel, so it's a Cocker Spaniel, but with a Glock, which is a gun. <laughs> American Nine Shooter and Bulletproof Principal, which does not have a dog pun in it, I don't think, but he is one. Yeah. Is there a type of dog called a Principal? Is it like a cross between a pincher and a... Poodle? I <laughs> know oh, that's spelled wrong. No, not that I know of. How much do you think dog breeding is driven by which dog breeds have the cutest names? <laughs> Like, I feel like poodles get crossbred with a lot of things mostly just because you can give it a funny name afterwards. Oh, uh, yeah, like Doodle. Yeah. It, that's that's a classic example. Or like the, uh, yeah, like you, you'll you get like things like Labradoodle, so just adding oodle to things, which who doesn't love that? Yeah. Or you'll get things like, isn't there one like Cockapoo, like a Cocker Spaniel and a Poodle? Yeah, yep. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Got poo in it. Sounds a bit like a bird. So maybe you mishear it and you're like, what? This isn't... Where's the wings? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to move on. Oh. All right. Oh, sorry. Did you want to play more in that space? I just, yeah, I thought maybe you had some other fun things to say about dog breeds. No. We see a little bit of Ms. Taken. Excuse me, could you point me in the direction of an H&M? Sure, but when you get there, you're going to be DOA. Courtney Portnoy's co-star in this particular scene is a muscular pitbull man who Mm -hmm. has a tattoo on his chest that says, Beware of me, who I believe was also acting in the Secretariat scene where Secretariat is teaching some inner city kids something. I forget what. Basketball? You're the dog now, dog. (laughs) I don't even really know what that's a reference to. I've just picked that up through osmosis. But I hope it made sense. Let the McElroys take the wheel. (laughs) So yeah, good to see continuity of the same, like, be great actors. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Wait. Wait, what? There's a rapper named Pitbull, right? Does he act? Yeah. Is this Pitbull? No, Pitbull doesn't act. Okay. A lot of rappers act nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Rapping, wrestling, and acting are all basically three sides of the same coin. Yeah. Same fucked up three-sided coin. Doesn't fit in a wallet. Doesn't fit in a machine. (laughs) I don't f- think of Pitbull as an actor. 
No, not an actor, a rapper. I don't think of him as a rapper. I think of him as like a DJ yeah. who says stuff, which I've I guess is... I've always been fuzzy on the distinction. I don't yeah. actually know who Pitbull is. I just know he's featured on a lot of other people's tracks. He is. He's everywhere. Hey, can we take a moment to put Kanye West on blast? Yeah, go for it. So, now I know what you're thinking, listeners. Is this going to be about a couple of weeks ago when he said that he loves Trump? Is this going to be about... More recently, when he said that slavery seems like a choice. No. What I want to put Kanye on blast for yeah. is he doesn't know shit about ancient history. Okay. Because, you know, there's a song called Black Skinhead, which I reckon you would recognize if you heard it. Okay. It's the one that goes... Anyway. Yeah. Good song, cool music video. In the chorus, he says, I keep it 300 like the Romans. 300 bitches, where's the Trojans? Yeah. So that means that he thinks that. So 300 is about 300 Spartans, Greeks, fighting Persians. Mm-hmm. But he seems to think that the movie 300 was about Romans fighting Trojans, <laughs> who I don't think ever fought the Romans. Like the Greeks also fought the Trojans, I think. Yeah, okay. I've just been thinking about that a lot the last few days. Okay. <laughs> I just want everyone to right here on my biggest platform <laughs> because we brought up rappers anyway yep fair enough like it's sort of impressive because this this means that kanye west has less of a grasp of the events that the film 300 is based on than the makers of 300 <laughs> <laughs> oh i googled it because i was confused what? so apparently the lyric refers to so 300 in Roman numerals, numerals is CCC, which also stands for cool, calm, and collected. Do you buy that? That blows my fucking mind. <laughs> Wait, who's? what's your source for this? We have to dive deeper into this. Okay, um, it's Urban Dictionary. Mm. He says, like... I'm seeing term made famous by rapper Kanye West typically used to describe how someone is 300% real and honest. Do you think that this is just, just <laughs> Kanye desperately trying to cover for the fact that he he doesn't know anything about Yeah. So he- <laughs> there are two completely different ones. Like, which... So... It, Wow. (laughs) So he wrote the lyric, realized he fucked it up, and has now gone and backtracked and tried to, like, oh, no, I actually meant this really smart thing. I wouldn't put it past him. Okay, now I'm going to check. No, okay, I knew it. The Trojan War was waged waged against the city of Troy by the Greeks, so he still got that wrong. At best. (laughs) I still reckon that he was talking about the movie 300, because the fact that he thinks the Romans fought the Trojans means that he's pretty dumb about this already, and so it's- I don't think it's unreasonable (laughs) that he might have then also thought that 300 was about Romans, not Greeks, because people confuse those a lot anyway. I think that- Like, I think that someone, possibly even before the song was released, one of his many colleagues was like, Kanye, you know 300 was the Greeks, right? Not the Romans? And he's like, no, no, like the, you know, I just mean I'm like 300% honest, (laughs) just like the Romans were. They were like, what? And then he like Googled some things and was like, oh, no, no, it's three, it's three C's. And that stands for, um, 
cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> like the Romans. <laughs> I'm ready for the Trojans. <laughs> okay. Thus ends my tentative impression of Kanye West. <laughs> anyway, listeners, write in. Do you think that Kanye thinks that 300 was about Romans fighting Trojans? Or... <laughs> Man, what a revelation. I'm so glad that you googled that while we were talking about it. <laughs> Okay, so next on the TV show. So we see Hollyhock and Bojack in the car. Wow, Carla Mercedes Benz Brown. Yep. My mother. That's right. And then we flash forward two days later when they're having breakfast and Bojack confesses that he lied to her. I lied. What? There's no Carla Mercedes Benz Brown. I have no idea who your mother is. What? I just don't want to have a relationship where we lie to each other. Oh. Fun fact. I literally forgot what our podcast was about for five seconds. Okay. When you said back in the TV show and started talking about Bojack for a full five seconds into that, I was going, wait, what? Like, I think I f- just thought I was on the phone to you for no reason. Okay. <laughs> or that we'd called to talk about Kanye. Listeners, Jem's been a bit sick for a couple of days. <laughs> Perhaps it was back in the days when we used to just do a podcast just for us about random Wikipedia pages. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, Bo. Burge horse, bow horse. Let's talk about them burge mans. I'll do everything I can to help find your mom. Although, to be honest, moms aren't all that great. In fact, in my experience, they are soulless succubi born fully formed from the ass of Satan. Oh, my grandmother sounds like quite a character. Can I meet her? Oh, my mom? No, you cannot meet my mom because she's dead. And then 15 minutes later, we see him admit that she hasn't actually dead. I lied again. My mom's not dead. Stop lying to me. That was like 15 minutes of lie. And we find out Beatrix is now in a nursing home. There is a bottle of Mrs. Beaverworth's pancake syrup on the table. Ah, yeah. Instead of what that usually is. (laughs) And also earlier they drive past a slow children sign that has a picture of a snail on it. Ah, cool. A snail with arms and legs in the style of Bojack Horseman, the TV show about which we podcast. <laughs> so Hollyhock demands that she get to meet Beatrix and Bojack eventually agrees to take her. So we see part of the movie again and we're actually in Princess, Car- Princess Carolyn's conference room and she watches part of the movie and then she, you know, says to the room, yeah, basically this mass shooting that's just happened is going to be really bad for the movie we're making with Courtney. That is not good. Okay, everybody set a Google alert for mass shooting. Can't keep getting caught off guard like this. This is so sad. You always hear about mass shootings affecting other people's movie openings, but you never think they're going to affect your movie opening. So in the room there's Lenny, Courtney... And then there's other woman who we never find out about. She never speaks. Yeah, I'm looking at her now. She's... Maybe a publicist or something? Yeah, presumably she's, like, involved. Evolved. Involved. Oh, involved. Okay. Maybe she's Courtney's real partner. She's got nice eyeshadow. Ah, that would be cool. A person who does not seem particularly consequential, but who has quite a good and complex character design. Yeah. Good work, Lisa. Speaking of the thing they're actually talking about... We still have time to cut the mall shootout from the film. That still leaves the movie theater shootout, the shootout at the county fair, the... Uh Is that something that movies really do? I guess we wouldn't know about it. 
Yeah, that's a good point. The only example close to that that I can think of is when 9-11 happened, a lot of movies that were being made at the time got edited to edit out the Twin Towers in the background. Oh, okay, yeah. They had to change Spider-Man 2 pretty significantly because there was a scene where he built a web between the Twin Towers to catch a villain. Yeah, I Had to get rid that. of that. I wonder if they do that with mass shootings, because there are mass shootings all the time. Hmm. They are usually, like, in schools, but most movies that aren't, like, about how bad school shootings are probably wouldn't have a school shooting in them. Yeah. But I'm trying to think, like, after the Vegas shooting, whether, like, if there were any movies being made, like, The Hangover 3, people being shot, maybe they changed it? Yeah, maybe. I hadn't given much thought to that, but that's a really good point. People from the Hollywood industry, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> This really puts things in perspective. Like, what are we doing sitting in a conference room? Life is short. We should have this meeting at a water park. A water park where people have meetings. Maybe that's the movie. I'm sorry, who is this schmuck? I'm Courtney's asexual fake fiancé. Classic Todd. Um, so Lenny suggests that they take the mall shooting out of the movie, and he lists, like, all the other shooting locations that they had and as he's doing that they're all just getting google alerts that rule that out because a mass shooting has taken place in that place it's good good social commentary a dark satire yes um and at this point princess carolyn uh, gets a call from bojack which she just takes which i'm realizing now she kind of disrupts the meeting it's not very professional yeah but i guess she hasn't heard from bojack in a long time oh yeah that's a good point i, I think that's why because he's been gone for like a year mm. and only really todd knows he's back i don't think yeah. he's talked to diane yet still no they had that phone call yeah they had the phone call where he said he'd come home but i don't think she knows he has i don't think they've interacted yet huh. yeah yeah no good point bojack hi where have you been listen I'm sorry. I was an awful boyfriend to you. I was an awful client, and I was an awful friend. This last year, I spent some time away, and, and it made me realize how special the people in my life are. And you might be the most special of them all. Wow, Bojack. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. Anyway, the real reason I'm calling is, do you remember the name of that super nice elder care facility that we both agreed was the best place for my mom to run out the clock? Oh, pluck a duck. It's called Walnut Springs. Walnut Springs. I knew there was a W in there. Bye. He then calls back being like, I feel like I didn't get the right tone and then does it again, but then does the same thing again. Yeah. But like, I think that he does genuinely mean it still. Yeah. Like, it's... Uh, th this episode is kind of full of Bojack trying possibly like the hardest he's tried in a while to be a good person and do the right thing for its own sake, but being kind of like intermittently shitty at it. Like the, the bit at the beginning where he keeps on like telling lies and then in increasingly shorter intervals being like, oh, I'm sorry, that was another lie. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot, this rewatch actually, whether he is hanging out with Hollyhock trying to find her mother for her sake or because he's lonely and this is a new person. I wonder how selfish or how selfless his motivations are for helping Hollyhock now. Yeah, that's a really good question. Because he definitely has fantasies about wanting a family. Like, I think that the fact that that came through in the drug trip, mm. like, with Harper and stuff, and the fact that he, like, you know, until he shot the bed on it, like really worked well with Charlotte's family for a while. I think that he sees like a family life as kind of this out that he could have and he sort of always has. Yeah. And now he's found out that he has a daughter and like I think that he's I don't know. That, like he knows that the ship has kind of sailed. Like she's already mostly grown up and she also doesn't really want to have that much to do with him. Like he's not going to raise her but I think that she's like a symbol of the closest thing that he may ever get 
to that life that he imagines for himself. Yeah, that's Harp really is good never going to be real, but Hollyhock is similar enough that you accidentally called her that. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> I wonder if they did that on purpose. She looks pretty similar to Hollyhock too, although there's probably, like... Like, I think most horse girls would. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, you know what? Let's... I'm curious. I'm going to just quickly... Uh, have a look at the Harper scene and see, like, love, you how similar their markings are and stuff. Okay, they actually look pretty different. Okay. Yeah, Hollyhock is kind of... They both have the, the diamond on their head. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it, other than the fact that they're both horses, although I guess Harper is half deer. Mm. Um, like... Hollyhock's complexion is much darker, or I guess the fur on her body is much darker. Yeah. And her mane is also much, much darker. Like, Harper is blonde. Although Hollyhock does have some, like, light speckling, which is interesting. Bojack doesn't have that. Mm. Maybe she's Charlotte's other daughter and they really did have a daughter! (laughs) Um, Alright, I just wanted to mention... Back in the office scene, um, Todd suggests his his solution for gun t- control. I'm just saying if people have the right pumped up kicks, maybe they can outrun the bullets. God, all this talk of gun violence is depressing. Ms. Taken is a movie about empowerment. Which is a reference <laughs> to a song. <laughs> He's also got his other plan that is on a that he has drawn on an easel when Princess Carolyn comes back in, but no one mentions. Oh, is it different? I thought it was like, oh, bulletproof sunscreen. Oh, cool. Wait, what? Isn't that what it is? Weird. No, I'm looking now, and it's the pumped up kicks. Yeah. And then, when is it bulletproof sunscreen? Just before the end of the scene. I'm confused now. I definitely see it. I'm thinking of, yeah, he's got bulletproof sunscreen so that they bounce off you it must be it must be later in the episode yeah it's not in my notes for a little bit but later there's a drawing on that same pad that just says magnet staff and it's got someone holding a staff with a big magnet at the top and bullets getting pulled towards it (laughs) and then there's an arrow pointing towards the guy holding the staff that just says me or wizard (laughs) todd's just full of great ideas in the background today he is um all right so next we see diane She's at her office and she's struggling to get her phone out of her pocket because she's on one one of those like balancing balls. Girl Crush is one of those places that seems to just have increasingly like ergonomic desks because they were sitting on yoga balls before. Yeah. And now they're on like ergonomic standing desks with balance boards. And also in the establishing shot, I didn't notice on my first watch through, but there is a place next to Girl Crush called Bike Ram Yoga, and it's got a picture of a bike, and then on top of that is a meditating ram with, like, the chakras labelled out, and that is a very funny joke, because Bike Ram Yoga is a type of yoga, but it is not spelt the same way, Ah, so good job all round. (laughs) Don't know if I'm saying that right, but I don't think it's pronounced Bike Ram. I would say Bikram. Yeah, Bikram Yoga. (laughs) My auntie does that. Get some more good alliteration jokes. Hello? I just ignore them now. Not because I don't like them, just because it's like... Yeah, there's nothing to say about them. Like, they're kind of funny. Here's a clip. (laughs) (laughs) Diane! I got an exclusive for you. You are going to write a glowing feature about my client and her new movie. Uh... How would you enjoy joining Portnoy for a scorched soy porterhouse pork for a course or a koi? Wait, what? Glorify your source, but don't make it feel forced, of course. And try the borched smooches. Good, good assonance. (laughs) <laughs> Tee-hee. But there's not much to uh, unpack yeah. with our analytic minds. <laughs> 
uh, the more you talk, the more I'm like, I wonder if you're going to listen back to this and go, oh, I said that. Like, I, I wonder if you're in, like, a sick haze or you're just really enthusiastic I'm not this in week. a sick haze. I just got really distracted wondering what Kanye thinks 300 was about. Okay. No, fair enough. We all do that. It was that. an isolated incident. <laughs> you saying that I don't really believe that we have analytic minds? No, I, I believe you believe it. We're incisive. <laughs> Um, all right, so next we see the nursing home, and it says it's a... What's it called? What's it called? Um, Walnut... Cruise. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Walnut Springs, a sun sundowner TM community. Yeah. Beware autumn, the falling season, or the fall season. Yeah, so but yeah, so the, the permanent sign is Walnut Springs, a sundowner community, and then there's like one of those church letterboards underneath it that has a different joke in every establishing shot. Ah, oh, cool. So I looked up Sundowner because I was like, from context, I get what that is, but that's kind of a brutal thing to call it. But I guess that's the joke. But I was like, I wonder if that's a thing. Oh, yeah. I'm fascinated by Sundowner syndrome. I had no idea it was a thing. Shall I read the Wikipedia excerpt I copied? Yes, go for it. Sundowning, or sundown syndrome, is a neurological phenomenon associated with increased confusion and restlessness in patients with delirium or some form of dementia, most commonly associated with Alzheimer's, but also found in those with other forms of dementia. The term sundowning was coined due to the timing of the patient's confusion. For patients with sundowning syndrome, a multitude of behavioural problems began to occur in the evening or when the sun is setting. That's really interesting. Yeah, I find it really fascinating. I wonder why it is. I didn't read further than that. Is it just because they're freaking out because their brain has forgotten that sometimes the day becomes the the dark day? No, I don't think it's that. I think it, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but Uh I've kind of always thought it had something to do with, like, they've been up for a certain amount of hours and Mm, it just happens, you know, you know, day turning to night. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It would be weird if that lined up with dusk that often, though. Have you um, ever, like, known anybody with... Dementia or Alzheimer's? No. Okay. My, I don't know if I should say then, but just, just for my personal. Wait, are you going to, are you worried you're going to give me spoilers for when my elderly relatives start getting <laughs> Alzheimer's? No, I you just like. To, you want me to take that road alone? <laughs> I just, I was like, I don't know if it's like oversharing too much information, but um, my, my grandma like kind of died from dementia um, in mm. 2011 and she was in a nursing home kind of similar to this one for like three years before she died. So I I really relate to little Harper. Yeah. Not Harper, Hollyhock. <laughs> but how I could remember <laughs> her name. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure Harper would have also been upset about her grandmother's mental decline. Were she yeah. real? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Although in Bojack's Fantasyland, his mum probably doesn't exist, so... Yeah, that's a good point. Now I'm just <laughs> reading the rest of the Wikipedia page. Something to do with circadian rhythms. Oh, okay. No one's really sure. But, but yeah, basically, yeah, circadian rhythm. There's a... Yeah. I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory, but there's a theory going around that Donald Trump suffers from this. And yeah, fair. That's, you can see it in his tweets, apparently. They are, the grammar and spelling is more garbled at sundown. Yeah. Okay, so basically what I'm getting from this is sundown does things to your brain, like in everyone, like it your melatonin production shifts because your body is like, ah, the sun is going down, time to sleep. And I guess that people who already have conditions like Alzheimer's 
and other forms of dementia probably uh, have brains more vulnerable to sudden chemical changes. Okay. So it just has a bunch of cascading effects. But it seems like no one's really sure, but that's like the going theory. Okay, cool, interesting, good to know. Also, I just realised cicadas are probably named that because they come out at dusk. Okay. Because cicada and circadian are very similar words. Okay, cool. Good theory. There's a fun fact that I refuse to confirm. I suspect a full report on it next episode. Mm. Anyway, I thought it was a sundowner community because they were all going to die soon. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I didn't realise that sundowners were a different thing. I thought it was just like, these people are old. Because people talk about the twilight years. Yeah. it was just that. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. Also, beware, autumn, the fall season is pretty funny because, like, you probably are more likely to slip on a leaf and stuff. Yeah. Um, alright, so Bojack and Hollyhock arrive at the nursing home. You're telling me you didn't feel one twinge of guilt when you left your mom in this place? Uh, twinge of guilt, twinge of guilt. I'm trying to remember, no, you didn't know my mom. And then Bojack has a flashback to basically just when his mum bullied him. It's happened so often now, we don't need a specific example. <laughs> They're standing in the living room and there is a family portrait on the wall mm -hmm. with little Bojack in his sailor outfit in the middle, and then he's flanked by his parents in chairs on either side of him. I feel like this is probably a pretty deliberate choice, which is that his parents are both facing away from each other, like their chairs are pointed at slight angles so that they're facing away from each other, but they're also both facing away from Bojack. Yeah. So, you know, read into that heavy-handed visual symbolism what you will. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so back in the present. Uh, hi, Mom. Do I know you? Here we go. Yes, Mom, I never visit. You got me. Henrietta? Okay, we're doing this. I think she really doesn't know who you are. Oh, she knows. This is just like when she pretended not to recognize me after my shaky choir solo in eighth grade. I don't know if this is denial of how sick she is, or, like, he literally does just, does just like, at this point believe she's messing with him. I don't think it's unreasonable to expect that she's messing with him. I think at this point in the episode, he thinks that she's fucking with him because this is like the worst she's been. Mm. Um, but I think that by the end of the episode, he does realize that like, no, this is like actual dementia. Beatrix kind of recognizes Hollyhock and she uh, seems to like her a lot. Orange juice. No, you're not being paid for polite conversation. Bojack, maybe you should just... Oh, hello. It's you. I must apologize for Henrietta. She learned to read on secondhand books. Then we see um, a fashion show. Oh, no, it's all the fashion show building and Diane and Courtney are walking out and talking about pants and stuff. Anyway, it's I thought nonsense. they just went to a... I thought they just had dinner. Oh, is that a restaurant? I thought it was the same as, like, the fashion show that we see it in Todd's episode. Think, and Pr Princess Carolyn, when she was setting up the meeting, said to go and have dinner. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Don't actually know what this place is, because the name of the place is in Japanese. I would say yeah. it's probably a restaurant, presumably yeah. Japanese food, and also given that there's a statue of a fish man and a yeah. fish valet, probably sushi. Yeah. Maybe the joke, maybe the name is something funny in Japanese, but I don't know Japanese, and I also don't know how to transcribe Japanese characters into Google Translate if I can't highlight them. So yeah. if any Japanese-speaking listeners would like to let us know the funny fish joke, please go ahead. You there? Yes, I'm here. I'm Googling it. Let the listeners do it. What are we paying them for? <laughs> okay, I have done a very quick Google and I can't find it, so I'm giving up. <laughs> that wasn't a loud story. 
<laughs> Who is Harvey Firestein? We don't really know. <laughs> um, all right, so as they're walking out, a, a, a badger guy walks up to them. And he starts, starts badgering he- them. Oh, Do you yeah. think that's why he's a badger? Maybe. he's badgering them. Konnichiwa, Princess Mulan. Just leave us alone, okay? I was giving you a compliment. First of all, is not a compliment. It's Japanese for hello. Second of all, I'm not Japanese. Maybe I could put something in that sweet mouth of yours so you don't have to talk so much. Whoa! One more step, asshole. Whoa, whoa, I was joking around. I don't want to... And Courtney pulls out a gun out of her little purse and just tells him to leave. She's really intense. It's, it's quite good. And Diane is super into it. Yeah, like she initially freaks out. Out, but then um, Courtney puts the gun in her hand and she like <laughs> without her noticing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hold it? No, I am very anti-gun. In fact, I think the whole idea of guns is inherently holy shit, I'm holding a gun. How long has this been in my hand? Slides right in, doesn't it? That's one of my favorite things is just how many times in this episode Diane suddenly realizes she's been holding a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Courtney offers to take her to the gun range at her house. So then we see Diane shoot the gun and it's, she enjoys it a lot. It actually feels kind of nice. Would you like to try shooting it? We can go to my gun range. You have your own gun range? I'm Courtney Portnoy. I have all the things. This scene is really well animated. Like there's a lot of like loving close-ups and like slow motion shots of the bullet firing and like the her expression and like her finger on the trigger. Yeah. Which like... It is such a close-up that it is at the point where the level of stylization looks really fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, the lines are <laughs> too big. At Courtney Portnoy's gun range, there is a gun rack on the wall that is, like, upholstered in purple velvet and has all her guns on it, which includes, like, a rocket launcher. And then it has a oh, plaque yeah. above it that says Portnoy's Toys. <laughs> and then on the casing of the bullet is that yeah. the casing the ring on the back of the bullet i think that's the shell um it says portnoy's alloys which means ah. that courtney portnoy does not only have a gun range she may also have a foundry yeah. to make her own bullets <laughs> yeah that's cool i have all the things i hope that's true yeah, diane is she remains very into it I assume you have never fired a gun. No. Because in Australia, you have to go very far out of your way to fire a gun. I have not either. I've held a replica gun that's meant to be like the same weight and like size and stuff as a real Glock. And I remember holding it and going like, man, this is way heavier than I thought a gun was. (laughs) (laughs) Would you? Like if someone gave you a coupon to go to the gun range and like have a go at shooting a gun, would you do it? Okay. A couple of years ago, I would have said no, no way. But my my cousin Emily, like she went shooting one time and then now she's basing her entire career on that. Like she's hmm. going to go work for the New Zealand Air Force as like a, a artillery man or something. Artillery woman, I guess. I don't know. Artillerino. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious in that sense that she was like it's so good i'm gonna give 40 years of my life to the new zealand air force for them to teach me how to use these weapons um let's go fire guns yeah that could be a fun outing (laughs) like 
So, like, I basically, I have no particular desire to go and do it, but if someone was like, hey, I'm going to go try shooting some guns, do you want to come shoot guns? I'd probably say yes. Like, yeah. it's one of those things where, like, in, in the same reason, for the same reason that I did a single lesson of... Archery? Yeah, a single lesson of archery and a single lesson of, like, fencing with, like, oh, yeah. rapiers, I think that for similar reasons, like, less historical ones, but, like, I would want to do it not because I would want to continue you doing it as a hobby probably mm. but because i would want to do it and be like so this is what that's like yeah it, it just like doing a thing once gives you like a much better idea of what it's like yeah than not having done it at all after that first time the returns diminish pretty fucking significantly <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you'd have to really like it to keep doing it yeah what if i get addicted to guns like diane i don't know i feel like it would improve the viewing experience of some movies movies like john wick if you actually knew what it took to do that you'd be like holy fucking shit that doesn't just look cool it's like very i finally realized that this movie is about a man who is very good at guns (laughs) like better than most people at guns he is (laughs) so we go back to the nursing home with beatrix bojack and hollyhock bojack's watching hollyhock and beatrix kind of sit together and talk i can't believe you came back who me or Bojack. You look just like him. People tell me that. So a doctor sneaks up on Bojack. <laughs> Your mother's dementia has been progressing rapidly. You came out of nowhere. Yes, I snuck up on you on purpose as a symbol for the alarming creep of dementia. I liked that. Yeah, it was good. But Bojack does not drop the orange juices that he's holding. No, he doesn't. I like that he went out and got orange juice. Like, did he have to buy some orange juice? Or was there orange juice in the nursing home? There's, There was probably orange juice in the nursing home. She won't last another ten years. We're gonna come back, though, right? We can't just leave her like this. Hollyhock, you can do anything if you believe in yourself. No, we have to come back. Henrietta? Every week. Why? Because she's your mother, and dementia is hereditary. And one day you're gonna be in a home like this, and wouldn't you want someone visiting you? Ugh, fine. And then Bojack goes and picks up both of the glasses of orange juice that he sat down in front of. Beatrice and Hollyhock and just skulls both of them and slams (laughs) the glasses down on the table upside down, which depending on where you are, either means I'm finished drinking or I reckon I could beat anyone in this bar in a fight. So (laughs) flip your glasses carefully, listeners. Next, we see Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane in their kitchen, um, and they're just talking about mundane, mundane things happening in their fridge. Hey, are we out of milk? Oh, I can pick up some after work. Great. Also, real quick follow-up, why are you holding a gun? Oh, my God. Did I drive all the way home without realizing I was holding a gun? No wonder that guy at the gas station didn't charge me for the red vines. In the establishing shot, an alpaca or a llama rides past on a skateboard? Mm-hmm. Is there a joke in that? Or is it just an animal doing a thing people do? Is there a I... pun I'm missing? I don't know. No, I've given it all the thought I can think, and I don't know. There's all the usual kind of manners and things around in the house, because it is also the campaign headquarters, plus quite a lot of, like, fracking tools leaning against things, like shovels and things. Yeah. Um, there are signs that say peanut butter is peanut better. There is a banner that says PB for governor, and then directly under that, one that says, is governor spelled with an E or an O? That implies that he said it over the phone. Like, he had to spell out governor. <laughs> 
Oh no, wait, they're the same banner. It's a red, white, and blue banner. I thought it was like a red banner and then a new banner underneath that said his governor spelled with an E or an O. Oh. <laughs> which would have been way weirder because he would have had to have started a new banner and specify the colour. Ah, uh, yeah, yep, yeah, I see what you mean. There's also a sign taped over the sink that says do not use sink and there's like soot around it because of the fracking. Yeah. And Mr. Peanut Butter is drinking from a thermos but it says thermos oh that's good the fridge poetry now says boob debate food time in the forum dulce fridge which i think is slightly different from last time and that's all the background jokes i noticed (laughs) (laughs) mr peanut butter walks away and we kind of stare at the gun for a bit and then we see diane at work and she's writing a story about how owning a gun makes her feel more comfortable in public oh wait we missed something oh what did we miss so when he's talking to the doctor, the doctor says that the number that Bojack gave him was for a sandwich shop in Temecula, oh, which yeah. is exactly the same thing that Marcy says about the number. That, like, is Bojack just does Bojack just have the number for this one sandwich shop memorized, and that's just the phone number he gives to anyone he doesn't want to be able to get hold of him? Yeah. And if so, what did the sandwich shop do? Like, <laughs> did he single them out? Did he just happen to have a handful of their business cards? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's a really good question. Did they slight him in some way by giving him a bad sandwich or refusing to name a sandwich after him? Like, this yeah. po- I don't know where Temecula is and I don't care, but like, <laughs> I want to know the story. <laughs> like, how many calls per week do you think they get from like angry people looking for Bojack Horseman? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Especially when he was missing for a year with all these people being like, I tracked down Bojack's secret f- number. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, back yeah. to the, the article. Um, so we see how um, popular the article's getting. We see it going up on the clickboard in her office. The other things on the clickboard are swipe left on patriarchy, couch surfer couture for her, <laughs> Liam Hemsworth's penis outline, hot, hot air balloons, Chris Hemsworth's penis outline. I would have thought that Chris Hemsworth's penis outline would be more popular than Liam Hemsworth's penis outline, although Liam Hemsworth's penis outline is probably harder to find. Why? Isn't Chris Hemsworth the good one? Like, isn't he in more stuff? He's more famous, right? Marginally? Yeah, he's more famous. He was on Home and Away, Paige. They were both on Home and Away. Wait, fuck, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Which one played Kim? I don't know. I don't know who that is. You you (laughs) immediately just had more knowledge of Home and Away than I did by knowing a character's (laughs) name. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he just, like, his brother got famous. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth plays Kimberly Jonathan Hyde, who was one of my favourite characters back when I watched Home and Away. Yeah, I don't think... Oh, Liam played? Oh, he had guest appearances on Home and Away. Oh, okay. So he he wasn't really... Like, we've all... Like... like, If you're in Australia, look to your right, look to your left. One of those people guest starred in Home and Away at some point. <laughs> That's a good point. But he was, Liam was on Neighbours, so. <laughs> <laughs> Home and Away makes Neighbours look like Heartbreak High. Let me deconstruct that. <laughs> no. Neighbours is far more superior, thank you very much. Um, Alright, so her article gets very popular. I'm tired of trying to help men understand how it feels to be a woman. Starting now, I'm doing what it takes to put the power in my own hands. That's why I own a gun. Then we see at the nursing home, Hollyhock and Beatrix are going through old photo albums. Oh, gosh. (laughs) What happened to my mouth? The establishing shot to go to the nursing home this time is 
trick or treatment because it's <laughs> Halloween, which is a good joke and a haunting jab at alternative medicine and yeah. the way that charlatans prey on the elderly. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Good pull. Okay. Um, so Hollyhock and Beatrix are going through old photo albums. And who's this? Oh, that's my brother, Cracker Jack. That's not Cracker Jack, that's me! 30 seconds after that picture was taken, you were yelling at me for getting ice cream on my shorts. No ice cream for me, Henrietta. Wow, is this you? This is me at my debutante ball. You are so beautiful. You could be thin too. Just go easy on the sweets and when you go somewhere, don't walk. Gallop. Ice cold, Grammy Graham. We see like a Hollywood gossip show with like a Ryan Seacrest type. Two of oh, them yeah, actually. and another type. Yeah. He's a someone else type. What type is he? I oh, forget. was it? Was it Chris Hardwick? I don't know. I don't know who people are. I'm a Ryan Seacrest type. And I'm a Billy Bush type. Here's something I'm just now reading on a cue card. All the ladies are getting concealed carry permits. It's the newest thing. Well, I wouldn't want to be around one of those ladies at a certain time of the month, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't know who that is. He's from the Bushes, like George Bush, but he was the one... Ah, Billy Bush of the George Bush Bushes? Yeah, George Bush Bushes. <laughs> Bush Bush Bush. <laughs> um, he's, you know, the footage of Trump on the bus talking about grabbing them by the pussy? Yeah. Billy Bush is the guy who's interviewing Trump. Uh, okay. That's why he got famous again, but yeah. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, so then we see Princess Carolyn on the phone with Lenny and Todd. So there has been another mass shooting and we see on her screen an article, which I will now attempt to read through without having actually looked at it yet. Cool. Killer bee killing spree at semi-final spelling bee. Reading, PA. What state is that? Pakoda? PA or BA? PA. Washington. I don't know. Anyway, other than a crazed gunman taking the lives of 14 children and three adults, the Reading-based Pennsylvania State Spelling Bee semi-final was a big success. It's Pennsylvania. Ah, of course. Gongoozlers can cultivated. Gongoozlers can cultivated in a tightly packed auditorium with few clearly marked exits to witness precocious young logophiles compete. I know what precocious and logophiles is Gongoozler and can cadivated both sound made up <laughs> a good time was had by all up until the afternoon turned tragically violent the whole event was sponsored by big rick's bait and tackle and big rick himself was in attendance smiling and signing autographs he is now deceased Aww. again i think that this is one of those background jokes specifically designed for podcasters to stumble over because it's only <laughs> hard to read if you're reading it out loud. <laughs> Thanks, Raph or Lisa. Did a lot of the kids die? 14 of them. That was the first line, inverted pyramid. Damn. Three okay. adults, though. So that's something. Not something good, but let's continue. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, do all these shootings have in common? Men! What if we played Up the Miz and Miz Taken? In a world of increasing terror, our movie tells women they don't have to be afraid anymore. Anything that makes women feel unsafe might actually help our box office. But you don't want women to feel unsafe. Of course not. Oh, nobody wants that. Nobody's saying that. But if they already do feel unsafe, there's no reason not to capitalize on that. Is this also a... Yeah, she like mentions the movie about the yeah there's the movie about the clumsy babysitter and then lenny holds up a dvd a sandra bullock film called hurricane sandy <laughs> 
So I guess that happened. And Todd's at a water park. Yeah, and there's a sign for meat sticks. I do enjoy meat sticks. Sign for what? Meat sticks. Meat sticks? Yeah. They're like a hot dog on a stick, but then it's deep fried. Oh, is that what those are called? No. (laughs) But that's a better name. I think they're called like corn dogs. Yeah, I think we call them dagwood dogs. Yeah, we do. What are we even doing? Yeah. Yep. Um, There's an otter floating on its back, but people also do that, so it's not even holding hands with anyone. It's got a cell phone in Gladrap. That's clever. Not gra- glad wrap, a Ziploc bag. Bojack had one of those in the underwater episode. It served him well. Yeah. Aren't all phones waterproof now? No. As long as you microwave them afterwards. <laughs> Let, let's get back to Bojack, because we've been recording for an hour and a half. Speaking of people who microwave phones and eat them. Yeah. Remember that? No. Okay. My, what? Oh, I'm sorry. And this is when the Pop-Tart got really burnt, and I thought he was eating a phone. Oh. Uh, yeah, and he ate a phone, yeah. A classic, okay. classic horse and a loud callback. <laughs> I guess not classic enough. I guess too classic. I guess one episode ago is too far away ago. <laughs> All right, so in the nursing home. The establishing shot has the words time marches on. Oh, Dark. yeah. Does, doesn't say time's arrow. Yeah, huh, that's interesting. Um, But Brojack brings in an episode of Horse and Around about dementia to teach himself and Hollyhock what to do, I guess. Why are you carrying that thin, hard book? It's not a book, it's a DVD case. We did a special episode about elder care. So now we're going to watch it and we're going to learn how to handle this bitch. When you say this bitch, do you mean your mom's dementia or your mom? I think you can pick that up through context clues. Yeah, kids probably now don't. Like, there probably are a lot of, like, not, like, they probably are aware that they exist but like they wouldn't interact with dvds very much anymore yeah dvds are like a weird old thing your parents collect like records or or cds yeah oh yeah maybe or floppy disks for like 10 year olds yeah but i feel like 18 year olds would still buy a dvd really i don't know i i think i i would reckon that more than half of teenagers in the Western... I reckon more than half of 18-year-olds in the Western world have never bought a DVD. I don't know if there were stats on that to confirm it, but, like, like I never buy DVDs, and I'm, like, 20-something. I buy DVDs, and I'm younger than you. Yeah, but you're a weirdo. Sherlock buys DVDs. Jane buys DVDs. she's a weird... Weirdos, weirdos, weirdos. Weirdos all the way down. Allie buys DVDs. She's the same age as you. I own like one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, but you're a very efficient person. Seven DVDs. Okay. And one of them at least was free. Okay. So you've got a sample size of you and you're extrapolating from there? I'm extrapolating from most other people I know. Like, I think that you and Sherlock and Jane are, like, pretty unusual in my social circle for buying DVDs. No one else I know does that, really. Okay. Listeners, have you ever bought a DVD? At the nursing home. Beatrice goes to leave when the DVD is put on. Um, But then she hears Bojack on the TV. I think I'll go lie down. Hey, Ethan, who's your friend? Bojack? Mom? Hush, Henrietta. That's my son on the television. You know him? I think I'd know my own son, wouldn't I? There are Halloween decorations up at Walnut Springs, and they include a bat, which is humanoid, but then also has bat wings. And last episode, we met a bat. Raquel did not have wings. And I think this might be like the Pegasus thing. Hmm. The fact that there are like occasionally winged horses depicted as like iconography, but vertebrate wings exist only in fantasy and horror. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. I wonder if Lisa Hannawalt did some soul searching designing this Halloween decoration. Like, he's got <laughs> wings, but like, there's the wings on the Pegasus, man. <laughs> Is this like that? Man, I wish I knew Jam. <laughs> 
wish I knew Jem so I could really hash this out with someone who gets me. <laughs> All right. So at Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane's house, Mr. Peanut Butter tells Diane that he just straight up hates guns. Mr. Peanut Butter, you know I hate guns too. Or I thought I did. Or I still do, mostly. But being a gun owner finally makes me feel as safe walking down the street as a man gets to feel all the time. Besides, if you can frack under our house, I should get to have a gun. All right, that's fair. You know, I'm really proud we found a way to keep our personal lives and our political lives compartmentalized. Me too. And then it's like, instantly, (laughs) we see them fighting. Just having a screaming argument on the news at each other. Yeah. But like, separately, like they've both been like Skyped in. She's at Girl Crush and he's in his office. Gun control, common sense or? nonsense the next thing doesn't make sense because then we immediately see them in a room just having sex and it's not their house so it's like they went to a a secondary location just to have sex that's actually a pretty good point where is it because it's like a a dressing room i thought oh no it's their house because okay so i guess it was just once they got home yeah yeah no that makes more sense the events of this episode take place over at least a few weeks yeah which is easy to see in like bojack's bit of the storyline because the halloween decorations change and stuff and it's even it's even kind of easy to see in like the um the movie being pushed back thing because movies take a long time to make but it's Mm -hmm. kind of hard to keep that in your mind when you're watching the Mr. Peanut Butter, like the gun storyline, that this is also taking weeks. It's not just happening overnight. I feel like there have been things similar to this that have taken place in a much shorter amount of time than is realistic, whereas Mm. this is taking place like in a realistic amount of time. This is not the same day. Yeah, definitely. So I guess we just have a bit of a time skip for them fucking angrily, as is their new thing. Their new thing, instead of hashing out their disagreements, is to have angry sex while Diane screams out creative dirty talk that is topical. Good for them. I'm sure this will continue to be healthy. <laughs> but there is a news ticker headline thingy. News ticket thingy, as always. President stymied by ball and cup game. White House calls for investigation probing ball and cup game manufacturers. President blasts fake news for not reporting all the times I won at ball and cup game. White House (laughs) plans rally celebrating President's glorious achievement in ball and cup game. We were predicting that Bojack would have something to say about Trump, and they didn't do any episodes about him, but they sure are letting him have it in the news tickets. Yeah. (laughs) Which is interesting. Um, Yeah, so at the nursing home. Wait, so it's Thanksgiving now, and there is a thing, the, the thing in the opening shot says give thanks unless you're a turkey oh no so like eat turkey still so that's fucked but like no more fucked than the chicken industry in fact probably marginally less fucked because they think that they raise far less turkeys for food Um, yeah okay that's a good point thing i'm thinking about is are you aware of the turkey pardon tradition (laughs) yeah with the president so like every thanksgiving the president pardons a turkey and that turkey gets to live although not sure what exactly happens to it after that. It doesn't just become Trump's pet. Yeah. But like, do you reckon, did Trump pardon a turkey? I wouldn't be surprised if Trump had just been like, I'd just like to take a moment to say fuck turkeys. <laughs> I'm going to eat this one myself with my teeth on its neck. I was going to say, like, surely you would have heard of it 
if it like he didn't do it because it's a tradition but then i'm like so many bullshit happens like it would not be genuinely really like it, it must be hard to keep track of all the shit trump pulls if you are watching american news a lot yeah like, the trickle down stuff that we get like we're probably more plugged into the like small fucked up things trump does just because we listen to a lot of american podcasts like yeah. i get a lot of updates on weird little things trump has done because of trends like these in the bojack universe do they still do the turkey pardon because it's kind of a fucked up thing anyway to like so explicitly acknowledge that turkeys would rather not die to be eaten and also if you pardon a food turkey like they can't just rejoin society like the chicken episode kind of proves that people aren't willing to accept that as a possibility so what do they do with that one yeah Beatrice, look who's back. And we brought more horsing around. Oh? Good. Because you love that Bojack, right? Well, he's not much of a son, but the show can be a comfort sometimes. And then we see a flashback. They were playing your dumb show in his hospital room. Which dumb show? New one or old one? In the episode I saw, you walked in on your daughter in the shower. The old one. That episode got us into the TV Guide Cheers and Jeers column. We did not get a cheers. You always could play the fool, Bojack. Do we have to have this conversation now, on the way to Dad's funeral? Back in the present, Bojack leaves the room. He goes to stand outside, and then Hollyhock comes out to comfort him. I know this must be painful for you. Not painful. Boring. This place sucks. And if I'm not even getting credit for coming here, what's the point? If only there was some way for her to connect the Bojack from the show with the Bojack who visits her every week. Yeah, too bad we can't. Or can we? Can we what? Put on a live episode of Horsin' Around in the nursing home. She'll love it because it's her son, Bojack. Okay. Then after the show, I'll come out and say hello, and she'll say, Bojack, is that you? And when her eyes spark with recognition, I'm going to sit down next to her, I'm going to squeeze her hand and get real close and say, Fuck you, Mom. What? Yeah, I can finally tell her off. And that's the fuck in the season. That's the fuck of the season. And it's an interesting one because like in itself, it doesn't have a lot of pathos. It's it's like it would if he pulled this off successfully. But yeah. even just the fact that the fuck gets dropped in there means that we kind of know that that's not going to go to plan like he thinks it is. If he'd never mentioned it and he had tricked his mum into being lucid enough for him to talk to her and then it had been a bait and switch when like really he wanted to tell her like something really like compassionate but instead he's like fuck you mum. It sort of would have been the level of emotional content that you'd expect from the fuck of the season in Bojack but instead it's this weird one where he's like planning to do a thing so it's almost like innocuous and like I missed it the first watch through. Mm. Like, I didn't even notice because I'm so used to the fuck being, like, in a really intense scene. Yeah. Whereas it's kind of dropped pretty casually here. Yeah, it is. Anyway, and it's the first time Bojack says fuck. That's a really good point, actually. Usually, yeah, it's usually people talking to him Mm. about how he's an asshole. (laughs) Herb telling him that he's never going to forgive him, or it's Charlotte telling him to get the fuck out of her house or or she's going to call the police. No, that she's going to kill him, which she still hasn't, and he still hasn't killed her. Where's that plot line at? Or if it comes to pass, Jesse 220 needs his blood. (laughs) <laughs> no, I was just going to suggest we check up on Jesse 220 and then I remembered he got banned for yeah. <laughs> causing a commotion or something. Like, the wording was weird. But yeah, it is Bojack's first go at saying it. He doesn't pull it off as well as the other people do. <laughs> like, his mum has been at least as awful to him as he is to any other person in his life. Yeah, that's a good point. A lot happens in this next bit, very quickly. So 
Princess Carolyn gets a call from Lenny. Do you hear about the mass shooting outside Tulsa? Oh, terrible tragedy. Thoughts and prayers. We really have to do something about these men who just call No, PC, this time it was a woman. A woman mass shooter? Oh, no. That really is bad news. There's an article on her screen that just says owning a gun may increase female fertility. <laughs> wow, okay. And then what follows is like a lot of public debate about whether, oh, now that women own guns and a woman's done a mass shooting, do we need guns? I just think this is what happens when you give women guns. I don't feel safe anymore walking down my own street alone at night. Me, a man. I am convening a series of congressional hearings on the matter of women and guns. One of the really good bits, like there's a bit where they're debating it in Congress? I think it's the Californian Senate. That, where they have a... He's just billed as a gun scientist, who is like a baboon, and he's gesturing at this chart. The trigger was specifically designed for a man's grip and a man's temperament. But the actual thing just has like a diagram of a woman, and it says, limp, soft, flowery, indecisive. And then there's a chart of... No, there's a graph of chipped nails going up as a result of gun ownership. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. This is all pretty funny. Like, it is a heightened satirical example because this is happening on such a huge scale, but this is literally what happens. Like, yep. mass shooters are almost always men, and their thing is always put down to mental illness or individual circumstance, at least if they're white. Whereas in the incredibly small percentage of cases in which the shooter is a woman, people start throwing around words like feminazi and hysteria and act like it's a gendered problem. Yeah. And it is a gendered problem, but it's gendered in that we teach boys entitlement and aggression and we don't teach them healthy methods of expressing or resolving negative emotions. Yeah. But you know what doesn't help? Access to guns. Da -da -da -da. We had a bad mass shooting in Australia and we banned basically all the guns and now we're fine. Yep. Maybe there's, do that. Do 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 do. Yep. <laughs> okay. I like that you put it in a little song. I'm saying it as a song, but I feel pretty strongly about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Diane also takes the stand. All I'm saying is, maybe you shouldn't blame women for wanting guns. Maybe you should blame the constant societal messaging that tells us we are safe only as long as the men around us allow us to be. So if you have a problem with women carrying firearms, you can roll up your sleeves and actually work to create a society where women feel safe and equal. Or you can just ban all guns. Good point, Diana. Or Diane. Thanks, thanks, Wonder Woman. Yep. <laughs> You're still kicking goals. <laughs> and the next thing we see is that uh, guns are banned in California. I really thought that was going to go the other way. Wow, Diane, you just passed sensible gun legislation. I can't believe this country hates women more than it loves guns. No? I loved her reaction. <laughs> <laughs> now we get to some intense stuff back at the nursing home. What's its little thing that it tells us? Oh, I don't know. I think maybe we don't... I think it might be like the same... Oh, next special mm -hmm. event, live horsing yeah. about, about episode with Bojack Horseman. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I thought <laughs> I thought it just said like the right thing. But you're right. It says horsing about. <laughs> That's not what our podcast is called. So. No. And they didn't fit Horseman on. <laughs> Bojack Horseman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... <laughs> right. And it's horsing, like, f spelled fully, like, not, yeah. with, not with the apostrophe. <laughs> horsing about with Bojack Horsum sounds like the 
the old-timey British radio drama that Horsin Around is based on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, alright, so Hollyhock's there, she's in... I think she's got a mop on her head. I don't think it's an actual wig. Yeah, it's definitely a mop. They've put up, like, a sheet that has crudely but impressively had, like, the basic shapes of the kitchen from Horsin' Around painted on it. Yeah. Like, it's it looks shitty, but, like, they who did that? Did Bojack do it? I think Bojack. Yeah. Or maybe Hollyhock. Neither of them have any kind of work ethic, though. <laughs> I guess he cares about this. Oh, he's wearing his uh, he's wearing his apple sweater from back in horsing around, horsing around, but it's like way too small for him, and you can see his little like treasure trail. I thought they were snail trails, but I like treasure trail. That's cool. Because it leads to the treasure, that sweet sweet belly button lint. <laughs> if you follow the hair on your belly, and at either end it leads you to a snail, you've gone wrong somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Hollyhock isn't sure about the live horse and around episode, but they start anyway. And Beatrix comes in and she starts freaking out. She's really confused. She doesn't know what's going on and she asks for it mm. to stop. Henrietta, what are you doing? Oh, Jack, maybe we should stop. We just started. Let's at least get through the first act before we judge ourselves too harshly, huh? Hmm. Beatrix is really confused. She wants, she's like picking up the remote, trying to turn the TV off. And in her kind of confusion and stuff, she ends up wrestling with a guy for the remote and she ends up knocking him over. And then some like orderlies come over to restrain her. Really emotional. Oh no, I just realized that as she gets dragged away, a bit of yarn from a woman's knitting is caught on her and it just unravels the whole thing. Oh no. Yeah, so next we see the outside of the building again and Beatrix has been kicked out because well, she got violent and the doctor suggests that she go home and live with Bojack and Hollyhock. Uh, we'll take her. She can have the guest room and I can sleep on the couch, right? Oh, uh, okay. If she really doesn't have much time left. So then we see Lenny's office one last time and they've taken all of the guns out of the movie and now it's only a couple of seconds long. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it could work as an H&M commercial. It's a shame. It was a great movie. <sighs> Got down in the prime of its life. Well, I'm very sorry for your loss. Yeah, I'll be fine. I wonder how long John Wick would be if you took out all the scenes where a gun is on screen. Ooh, yeah. John Wick, no guns. <laughs> the first result is John Wick, but every gunshot is Owen Wilson saying, wow. <laughs> Oh, that'd be good. I don't know why I had such faith in the internet. It did not deliver what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) And then someone on Reddit saying, why does John use a lot of guns instead of sticking with one? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If John only carries one gun on him, he only need to bring more ammo instead of these guns and the different ammo. Moreover, <laughs> if the enemies find his guns, they can use it against him. They've missed the point of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, we're definitely in the business of trying to find in-universe explanations for things that are definitely storytelling things. <laughs> so at Bojack's house, we see that Beatrix and the bear nurse have moved in. I guess there's one nurse. Yep. There's one nurse in California, and it's this one bear who doesn't know English. Or, possibly, Bojack had to hire a nurse, and that's the only one he knows of. Possibly, but would he have had her contact details? 
Yeah, probably not. Does she remember him? Because, like, the main time that she met him was when he, like, <laughs> assaulted her patient. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good point. He probably wouldn't go work for her. Maybe only bears who can't speak words get to be nurses. Yeah, maybe. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and Bojack goes out onto the balcony. I'm sorry you didn't get to tell your mom off. I keep thinking about all the things I never said because I was so sure there would be other days to say them. Why don't you tell her now? It's not the same. I should have done it back when she knew who I was, back when it would mean something. But now she's going to die, and she's never going to know just how much I hate her. I'm sure she knew, Bojack. Yeah? You're not just saying that? She read your book, didn't she? <sighs> yeah, but I really wanted to say it to her face. Well, hey, she's here now, right? And she has good days and bad days. Maybe, eventually, she'll recognize you. And then you can totally rip into her. You really think so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He goes to put his hand on her shoulder, but then, like, at the last minute, draws away. Oh, yeah. <sighs> mm. Shall we murder a horse? Yeah. You can email us at horseandaloud at gmail.com, H-O-R-S-I-N-A-L-O-U-D. Or you can tweet at us at horseandaloudpod. You can also find us on Tumblr or Facebook. If you like the show, please rate it or review it on iTunes. Or do a live performance of your favourite episode to... Freak out your least favorite relative. <laughs> That's I'm a good Jem one. DeSalis. And I'm Paige Winkle. And until next time, human, human, human what, what now? now?